Today is Tuesday, February 27, 2024. Man, February just flew by, baby. Biden's brain breaks in late night interview as polls show voters are collapsing in their support for Joe Biden, screaming for an alternative. On the other side, polls have never been better for Donald Trump as he is winning every swing state by massive margins. Judge orders Nathan Wade to return to the stand. We have all of the new drama from the courthouse in Georgia for you. Better than any Judge Joe Brown or Jerry Springer episode. Jack Posobiec joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. We were traveling. We were traveling and we were out and about. We were all over South Carolina. We couldn't believe uh, the success of the trip. It was so much fun and we're going to do a lot more of that. We want to get out of the studio and meet you. This movement is a real movement. We are real people. I'm just like a real dad. I'm a real dude who just loves you and we run a real company full of great creators. We are here to create. We are here to uh, develop content, to have conversations with like Vivek Ranswamy like we did in South Carolina. Like we went to Nikki Haley's hometown and Donald Trump shared that piece like a bunch of times, like a bunch of times. Bamberg, South Carolina is uh, where we went and we couldn't have gone there and actually done our piece without Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the company that keeps us powered on the road. Patriot Mobile is the company that allows us to stay connected with you when we are out in the field and we want to go and create culture. We must create as a movement. If you are not creating, then you are dying and so, ladies and gentlemen, you, we use Patreon Mobile to power us. That is because they have the most dependable coverage, and they are also a pro-free speech, Christian conservative wireless provider. Go to patreonmobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. Make the switch today. patreonmobile.com slash Benny. Free speech forever. Okay. I say free speech forever, but do I actually agree with free speech forever for everyone? Well, the answer to that question is yes. The answer to that query is yes, I do. I want Joe Biden to talk as much as possible. I want AOC to talk as much as possible. Every time Rashida Tlaib opens her mouth, I, like it's, it's gold for our, for our company. I want Ilhan Omar to say more things. We need to play with people. The Minneapolis police. Thank you. Tell me what you believe. Tell me what you think. I want more talking not less talking. However, there are some smart people around Joe Biden, I guess, because they have thrown a rabies muzzle on Joe Biden. Joe Biden is no longer allowed to talk to people. He's not allowed to talk to the press. They are trying as hard as they can to, they're calling Wuhan every single day. Please, please, God, the next virus, please, I'm begging you. Where's the next virus? We gotta lock this son of a bitch up in the basement again. Please don't let him talk anymore. We gotta lock him in the basement. With COVID, there was like this rule that everyone respected that Joe Biden was just locked in a dungeon next to all of the classified documents he was selling to the Chinese. And now Joe Biden has to like, because there is no lockdowns, Joe Biden has to like wander around amongst normal people. Even when he's on his own private little Epstein Island where, where he spent Christmas, uh, true, wonderful, moral, the, the most moral and wonderful people, uh, truly the Bidens, every single Christmas they escape the country and actually go down to a private island and hang out uh, on a private island. Actually, not too far from Epstein's island. So, uh, yeah, little, uh, you know, just 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 warm memories for Joe Biden. 
Ladies and gentlemen, um, Joe Biden did a New Year's Eve phone in or call in to the New Year's Eve programming from his private island. Okay, so Joe Biden's on this private island in this billionaire's mansion and he's down there with Hunter and he's down there with Jill and he's down there with what I have to assume is like a like a failing of doctors like from a Marvel movie. Like a, the kind of doctor it was like this whole team of doctors that's down there. Like, how do we keep, how do we keep him going? We don't know. We don't have the technology. How do we keep him alive? We're not sure. Whatever they gave Joe Biden, boy, he didn't look great. And I, of course, we're 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 doing this for a reason. Okay, I want to show you this for a reason. Can we do a play beside? Is this ready to play beside? I want to do a play beside because I want to talk to you. I want to go step by step for this. I want to, this is going to be like ESPN. I want to do like a like a step by step, like what's going on in this interview. This was the last time they availed Joe Biden. Like this was the last time in 2023 that they had veiled Joe Biden to a pre-scripted interview question from Ryan Seacrest. OK, a real tough interview that Ryan Seacrest, Mr. American Idol. And it, it went so poorly that like you should never feel bad for Joe Biden, but you actually start feeling bad for Joe Biden here. OK, so ladies and gentlemen, let's roll the tape. And I'm getting to a point here. And the point is that they like even in the most simple environments in the like the easiest possible softball, not even softball, like we're talking like Chuck E. Cheese ball pit like environments for Joe Biden. Like he just fills his depends. And uh, the interviewers, even if they are left wing Democrats, are like, what is wrong with you? Okay, so let so let's let's start. Here we go. Here's Joe Biden's live interview. This wasn't live. This was a pre-tape. Okay, because you can note you notice there's nobody in the audience. You can't see anybody in the streets. So this was a pre-tape. They wouldn't even take Joe Biden live from his private Epstein Island in the Bahamas, where he's spending uh, Christmas vacation because he's you know remember he's just regular American like you, he's just working class American, right? Um, here we go. I'm going to try not to stop every two seconds here to rip this thing to shreds, but here's what they, here's what happened last time they put Joe Biden on TV. Here we go. Welcome back to New Year's Rockin' E presented by Amazon Prime. It is Ryan Seacrest with you, and we're so honored that joining us right now are two very special guests, President Joe Biden and Dr. Jill Biden. It's nice to see you once again. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Ryan. Happy New Year. Thanks for having us. Uh, oh, my God. Before we start here about the new year, I'm curious, what sort of holiday foods have you been enjoying over the last few days? Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me. I've eaten pasta, which I love. Yeah. eating a lot of chicken, chicken Parmesan. I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. It's good to know that you're eating like the rest of us here across the country. As you look back and reflect on 2023, what sort of, of memories, highlights stand out for you? Well, one of the big highlights stands out for me is my dad used to have an expression. He'd say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than the paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. So many people through the Midwest and, and in the center of the country, their, their factories are shipped overseas the last couple of times out. And, and Stop. They're Stop. Okay. I got to pause. Okay. I got to pause. Okay. So first off, What's wrong with Joe Biden's face? Joe Biden looks like, what have they done to his face? Like, what do they do? Joe Biden looks like he has been laying face first in salt water with poisonous sea urchins stinging his face 
Why does Joe Biden look like a glazed donut that just came rolling off the Krispy Kreme conveyor belt? What the hell do they do with this guy? Joe Biden looks like he's simply been rubbing his face against every one of Jill Biden's dresses and Jill Biden's dresses are filled with venomous poison, which is actually exactly what her dress looks like. Jill Biden's dress looks like if Freddie Mercury um, had a bedazzling gun um, with, I don't know, name a pop star. I don't know pop star, name pop star Royce. Royce doesn't know. Royce doesn't know. Tina Turner. All right. Tina Turner and Freddie Mercury huff all of the glue and do all of the drugs in Hunter Biden's dresser. And then they make a dress. And that's what we have here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. It's, it's like, it's almost like a poor Royce. Royce is now Royce destroyed. It's like Liza Minnelli did all of the Coke at left at the white house and got herself 12 bedazzlers. And then just like went to ha- went ham, um, and it's really really embarrassing on a on a garbage bag. That's kind of what it looks like a, a garbage bag bedazzler, okay. And it's pretty bad. Where Alice Cooper, you know, we thought Alice Cooper had a really good career going. Alice Cooper apparently has seen seen hard times. Had to uh, you know had to marry Joe Biden, um, make it to the White House, revive the career. What the hell? Now, that's just how they look. Ryan Seacrest's question so far has been, what have you been eating? And Joe Biden couldn't even remember what he's been eating. He had to be reminded by Jill. Hey, ice cream, ice cream, ice cream. Slaps him. Hey, ice cream. And then Joe Biden uh, gets asked, what's your favorite part of 2023? And what you just heard him say, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, gonna st- I'm not going to stop the video anymore, okay? I just have to get a break here to like, encapsulate all this. What you heard Joe Biden say is my favorite part of 2023 is when everybody lost their jobs. Everybody in the Midwest lost their jobs. Everybody in the Rust Belt lost their job. Every red state, Republican state, every hardworking American, they all lost their jobs. Okay. That's it. That's what Joe Biden, that's what you heard Joe Biden say there. So with that table setting, ladies and gentlemen, let's continue. Losing hope and faith. So we brought a lot of jobs back to the United States. People are in a position to be able to make a living now. And uh, they've created a lot of jobs, over 14 million. And uh, I guess when I'm, I, I just feel good that the American people got up. They've been through a rough time with pandemic, but now we're coming back. They're back. Well, we've got a million plus people here in Times Square and so many eyes on the big ball Whoa. for the big moment tonight as we get ready for 2024. This is what live. are your hopes for the new year for both of you? Well, my hope is that everybody has a healthy, happy and safe new year. But beyond that, I hope that they're, they understand that we're in a better position than any country in the world to lead the world. And we're coming back and it's about time. Dr. Biden, your hopes for America. Well, you know, I think it's what I would always tell my students. Be positive, be optimistic, and be kind to one another. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Enjoy two scoops of ice cream tonight, both of you. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you soon. All right. Low-key, low-key based Ryan Seacrest making an old person joke at Joe Biden. Enjoy your ice cream, pal. Make sure they have the Depends trash can at the ready beside your bed. 
But I really got one for Jill Biden. Okay. So first off, Alice Cooper, great career move. Like who knew, who's seen it? Nobody's ever seen it before. The rock, you know, the goth rock star moving to the White House, took the bedazzler with them. And there you go, like, good for you. All right. And first off, we just want to say congratulations, Alice Cooper. Um, nobody's ever seen this kind of a career move. Maybe Ozzy Osbourne will be next. You never know. Ozzy Osbourne, Mary Kamala Harris, Gavin Newsom or whatever. I don't know. You'll see that, you know, it's really impressive. Um, stop sniffing all the paint in the White House, right? Like, and making dresses. Don't do that anymore. But the final thing I'll say is Jill Biden's advice for the new year is something she always tells her students. So um, where? What students do you have, Dr. Jill? Like, where are they, please? Is there any, presumably we live in a social media world, right? Where like there's leaks everywhere and everyone has a cell phone. Where's the photos or videos of Jill Biden teaching people? I stopped doing this with my hands. I just, I can't. Where's, where's Jill Biden teaching? Dr. Jill, she has students. She always tells them things. So presumably we'd be able to find her class, right? Presumably we'd be able to figure out where Dr. Jill works, right? Where does she work? Nobody knows. Can we sign up for her class? Could I enroll, please? I just went to community college, you know, like maybe Dr. Jill could teach me something. Nobody knows. Nobody can figure it out. They're such liars. They're such liars. Okay, we made it really funny. We made it really funny. Uh, we, <laughs> Do we Should we play these, Royce? Did you load them up? All right, let's okay, okay. Since we're here, let's play the meme. Might as well. Here's the here's the meme of Joe of of that. Here's our version of that interview. We made this meme. Here you go. Sort of of memories highlights stand out for you. <laughs> there you go. All right, all right, and. We got an Alice Cooper meme. Maybe we'll maybe we will save that one because we're getting a little long in the tooth here. OK, I just can't believe how bad that interview is. Again, uh, it's 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 impossible to state. How, what it, the, the interview questions were, if I recall here, because I just watched the video and I've watched it like 50 times. The video should be hung in the Smithsonian um, as like a master class in how to fail. A ball, a a a cotton ball pit interview, like you're talking, like that is the softest. That that interview is the softest s you could possibly. Get. It's softer than soft serve, softer than Joe Biden's uh, frontal lobe. Is how soft that interview is, and Joe Biden couldn't even get through it. Joe Biden didn't know what he had eaten. What did you eat? Uh, uh I don't know. Is that Italian? Ice cream, ice cream, Jill sma smacks him. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. He doesn't remember because they're probably feeding him through a feeding tube uh, inserted correctly. But what do I know, ladies and gentlemen? Here's what I do know. If you're talking about somebody who needs a set of depends um, on a live TV interview, well, then certainly you're talking about Joe Biden. But you're also talking about Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel had Joe Biden on his program. And Joe Biden went on again. These this is a late night TV scripted show where the 
person asking you questions are like mega donors, maxed out donors to your campaign, all right? Members of the Hollywood Illuminati uh, elite circles, Jimmy Kimmel, one of the worst of them. It's the guy's monster. And Jimmy Kimmel is having Joe Biden on and Jimmy Kimmel actually gets so scared because Joe Biden starts going comatose during a question. They brought they brought Joe Biden on a late night TV show again for like this feather light cotton ball ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese style interview. And Joe Biden couldn't cut it. Watch Joe Biden literally trail off and Jimmy Kimmel has to step in and be like, uh, OK, let's cut to a commercial break. You're not making any more sense. It's, in, it's remarkable here. No so, question. So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Let uh, me um, say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate it. Look how the press has changed. Mm-hmm. Look how the press is. It has changed. Oh, listen, it, I, I get it. I know you get you overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on on the on nightly news. Mm-hmm. So instead of asking a question anyway, it just everything gets gets sensationalized. In ways that, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm going to take a break and then we'll talk a little bit more. I don't, don't mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. I, I, I we have some biracial commercials we need to show. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, if Jimmy Kimmel, who is who wakes up every morning, with a rubber blue ball gag in his mouth with the Democrat Party symbol logo on it in like a little gimp suit from the Democrat Party with chain on it, right? Being dragged around by the Democrat elites. If Jimmy Kimmel, who is like the public groveling servant to the Democrat Party, can't get Joe Biden over the line during an interview, then you are truly in crisis. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we have seen. Joe Biden is in total crisis. He doesn't need questions from the press. He doesn't. The last time he tried to do like a press conference, it was a total and complete train wreck, on fire dumpster meltdown at the White House. Of course, you all remember. Joe Biden can't remember the names of foreign countries. Thinks that Mexico is a borders with Egypt, with with Israel, Israel Mexico border. The president CC, the president of Egypt is named CC. Or the president of Mexico, I don't know. So what are they going to do? They're not going to put Joe Biden in a real interview. They're going to put him in a late night. The best they can possibly do is to bubble wrap him and send him out into late night. So Jimmy Kimmel was too tough. Ryan Seacrest was too hard of a questioner. What'd you eat today, Joe Biden? <gasps> Ryan, why'd you ask the tough questions? We told you not to go at him. So they go to the dumbest guy in late night. The stupidest person is Seth Meyers, Okay. There's a guy named Seth Meyers. You probably never heard of him. I think he used to be on Saturday Night Live. Anyway, nobody wants to do late night anymore. The ratings are collapsed. Nobody even cares. Nobody watches. Seth Meyers has this show. And so last night, they trotted out Joe Biden. And Joe Biden decided that in spite of hundreds of videos of him falling over on bicycles, on stairs, walking across flat surfaces, 
he's going to attack Donald Trump's physical fitness and mental acuity. In spite of the fact that Joe Biden's own Department of Justice said that Joe Biden can't remember his own kid's death or his own name or his own time as vice president, despite that fact, and Merrick Garland stamped an approval on that report and sent it out, despite all that, Joe Biden's going to go after Donald Trump last night on Seth Meyers, you need a real tough interview there, on the Seth Meyers show uh, saying that Donald Trump doesn't, doesn't, doesn't know the name of his own wife. Really? Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for you. You mentioned some classified materials, some uh, documents recently leaked, some classified documents. And this isn't a gotcha show, but I do want to ask about it that says you are currently 81 years old. Who the hell told you that? Yeah. That's classified. That's classified. All jokes aside, according to recent polling, this is a real concern for American voters. How do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election? Well, a couple of things. Number one, you got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't even remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, number one. Number two, <laughs> it's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. And I really think his views on where to take America are older than anyway. I know I get going. No, continue the thought, please. What do you mean? Older than what, Joe Biden? Older than you? Older than what? The Mesozoic period when you first entered the Senate? Joe Biden entered the Senate in 1972. Well, that's a full 15 years before I was born. Joe Biden entered the Senate. Joe Biden entered the Senate like before they had integrated high schools. Joe Biden is on the record saying that integrating the high schools will turn them into racial jungles. That's a quote. So any questions about that? Seth Meyers? Huh? I mean, I guess I got to hand it. I got to give a compliment to Seth Meyers. At least he like asked, like he did better than Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel throwing Joe Biden life preservers, like doing CPR on set. Also, Joe Biden's main punchline is that Donald Trump can't remember his wife's name. What are you talking about, man? Like, again, it would be an easier, it'd be, a, it'd be a sharper critique if we didn't have this footage of Joe Biden literally confusing his wife and his sister. Here we go. Super Tuesday for nothing. By the way, it's my little sister, Valerie, and I'm Jill's husband. Oh, no, think about Oh, you switched on me. This is my wife. This is my sister. They switched on me. Who's my wife? Who's my, who's my, my sister. Where's my sister wife? Come here. Don't read Ashley Biden's diary. <laughs> you know, who, who? Don't look at my son's laptop. You'll find out how we Bidens, how we Bidens are real. We're a real tight knit family. Don't you worry about us. Make sure, to, make sure that there no the shower curtains have locks on them. In the Biden house, I'm not sure what's going on. Hurt my leg because I was chasing after my dog in the shower. Real story. Nobody's ever been able to explain that. I think we actually have the clip that proves it. 
Joe Biden, how, like, why are you in a boot, Joe Biden? Joe Biden says, oh, I was yanking my dog's tail in the shower and chasing him around while I was naked. Uh, not supposed to say that, Mr. President. Here we are. So that's a real story. Again, like there's a lot of th funny things to like make up and make jokes about Joe Biden, but that that's the actual story. So Joe Biden in his whole like, I'm strong leader. I am, I am resolute. I am very intelligent. Uh, interview with Seth Meyers, because you go on Seth Meyers in order to get these very important lines out. Uh, he was asked what his 24 agenda is. Joe Biden doesn't know what year it is. Here we go. What do you would you want to do? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. It's not 2020. <laughs> what is wrong? Oh, it's too good. Of course, the tough questions. Joe Biden, will you be endorsed by Taylor Swift? Here we go. I, my favorite one recently is there are 18% of Americans, according to recent polling, have um, believed that you and Taylor Swift are actually uh, working in cahoots. <laughs> and after the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl, uh, you, uh, you posted this on social media and wrote, <laughs> you wrote, just like we drew it up. <laughs> Now, can you, I have you on the hotspot here. Can you confirm or deny that there is an active conspiracy between you and Miss Swift? Where are you getting this information? <laughs> it's classified. It's classified even That's classified you information. You share with us? Gonna, but I will tell you, she did endorse me in 2020. She did. I bet you, you might be wondering. You might be wondering. You think it might come around again? I told you it's classified. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. See? He's already used the joke a couple of times. So they, what they do with Joe Biden is it's very much like Toy Story, like Woody, right? There's like some, you pull the thing and if somebody's poisoned the water hole, you pull it one more time, pull the string one more time. Says, There's a snake in my boot. Joe Biden gets told lines. He gets told the questions ahead of time. We already know this. We have the confirmation. We have literally the photographs. We have the photographs of the note cards with the names and the reporters and what the questions they're going to ask. So he gets told everything ahead of time, and then Joe Biden's given a script. There are scripted responses. And so that's why you hear Joe Biden go, it's classified. That's why when Ryan Seacrest asked a real zinger, like, what'd you eat last night? Joe Biden, it's classified. Doesn't know. Ice cream. Jill Biden. When Even when Joe Biden has the damn words in front of him, okay? This is a clip from... Uh, night ago at the White House. Even when Joe Biden has the damn words printed out in front of him in black and white, you get scrambled eggs on the brain. Again, softer than Joe Biden. The soft serve that he eats is as soft as his frontal lobe. Here's Joe Biden trying to uh, deliver a Lincoln quote at the White House because Joe Biden's been convinced by every historian that he himself is like a Lincoln-like FDR figure. He has these like psychotic historians. Michael Beschloss is one of them who like whisper in his ear all the time about what a historic figure he is. Here's Joe Biden. I mean, quite literally uh, butchering Abraham Lincoln in the White House. Go. And, you know, uh, stand here in front of this portrait, the man behind me here. He uh, he said, and I want to make sure I get the quote exactly right. He said, the better angel, he said, we must address the council of, and just the better angels of our nature. And we do and we do well to remember what else he said. He said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. 
It's the middle of the, in the part of the Civil War. He said, we're not enemies, we're friends. We must not be enemies. Folks, and I've been around, I know I don't look it, I've been around a long while, though. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean this sincerely. We've gotten, politics has gotten too bitter. What the hell was that? Oh, and I love, it's so rich. Politics has gotten too bitter from the guy who's locking up MAGA grannies for walking into the U.S. Capitol with their 25-cent American flags, the man who is arresting his fellows, sending FBI SWAT teams all around the country to arrest peaceful protesters who did nothing, who did not act violently. Politics has gotten too bitter, says the guy who's trying to remove from the ballot his chief political enemy, who's kicking his ass in every state, and we have the polling. We'll read it to you in just a second. We're just having too much fun here. The guy who has to look up to the sky to try and remember the Lincoln quote, the Lincoln quote that's right in front of him, spelled out in black and white, on the paper, literally in front of him, spelled out. That that guy is probably looking up because Joe Biden can see ghosts. I say this because we have on good authority that Joe Biden has the superhuman capacity to literally talk with spirits. Maybe it's because he's so, so old that they're just calling to him. But on multiple occasions, we've watched Joe Biden literally speak to ghosts. Here's a good example where Joe Biden talked to a French slash German president, because that's the thing, who died in 1996. Go. Right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. It was in, it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back? Mitterrand from France is not alive. He died in 1996. You old fart. I'd say, I, I say that with actual bitter, bitterness and malice in my heart. I probably shouldn't. Got to go to church, say my prayers. But it's bad when you have kids. I have children. I don't want them to go die in foreign wars. Joe Biden is starting wars in every corner of the earth. Uh, I think on purpose. I think Joe Biden wants wars. There's no explanation for what's going on in Ukraine other than Joe Biden wants a war and wants the war to continue. It should have been peace in Ukraine already years ago. Joe Biden is an evil person. And I'd be able to accept that if and accept that he's making the world a much dangerous place. It'd be easier to contemplate if Joe Biden could even remember who we're fighting. Joe Biden doesn't care if your kids get sent off to some desert to die. Joe Biden doesn't even know who we're fighting a war against. And that's been proven here. There is some movement, and I don't want to well, maybe choose my words. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response from the opposition but um it, it, yes i'm sorry from hamas but it seems to be uh, a little over the top we're not sure where it is there's a continuing negotiation right now wells is screaming at the screen going spit it out spit it out just spit it out. It's Hamas. 
you old jack wagon. But nothing, nothing. This donkey gets trotted out to go talk about this war. Okay, you all know my thoughts on Israel Hamas. Uh, don't really, uh, that's happening thousands of miles away. Doesn't involve me. Hope everyone, like, hope, hope people stop dying, actually. That's actually what I hope. And same thing with Ukraine and Russia. Hope people stop dying. Stop killing each other. The end. Don't you dare say that I need to send a penny or a single American boot to your hellhole uh, 5,000, 10,000 miles away from where I live. Enough. You know my thoughts on all of this, okay? So that's my thoughts. All right? Please stop killing each other. It'd be easier to handle that fact that Joe Biden is actively trying to get all of our kids sent to, to go die in another desert somewhere uh, if Joe Biden even knew where the hell he was sending them. So let's say that we, that, let's say that, that America decided that it would declare war on Hamas and the Gaza Strip right now, okay? Let's say America decided to do that. Joe Biden would send all of our troops to Mexico to go fight Gaza, to go to, go to Gaza. They'd all be in Cabo San Lucas. Maybe our American soldiers deserve to go to Cabo and Cancun. But Joe Biden has made very clear that that's where he thinks Gaza is, somewhere in Mexico. Watch. The conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. I think that, uh, as you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. You're a real, real tough guy. Real tough guy, Joe Biden. Joe Biden can talk to these leaders of Mexico and have them open the gates, which is actually exactly what Joe Biden has done. Mexico has opened the gates, not Gaza. It's very, very different. Joe Biden opened the gates and Mexico just said, roll on through. Strangely, uh, Freudian slipped there. And you'd have to say, like, maybe Joe Biden's on something. He's on pills. Maybe he's drunk. Joe Biden went to a, he, I mean, he is Irish. Joe Biden went to a brewery recently. Tell me if you can translate this. Um, let's go. Uh, here's what Joe Biden said at a brewery about brew beer here. Go. Beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. <laughs> oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why he's doing <laughs> Boo brew, who here, Earth Rider, thanks to the Great Lakes. That's the best we can do. We got to do a bouncing ball on that one. We got to do, get, get, me a, get me a bouncing ball. I want the, like, the captions, and then I want to follow the bouncing ball. Brew beer here, Earth Rider, thanks to the Great Lakes. There you go. This guy thinks he's Lincoln. This is the guy who thinks he's Lincoln or FDR from a wordsmithing standpoint. Okay, final thing. Joe Biden went to go worship Mulak at the child sacrifice convention and was speaking to a bunch of hysterical, unhappy, leftist, white women who were covered in cat fur with uh, cheap handbags filled with Zoloff and Xanax rattling around in little bottles. And Joe Biden decided to declare to all of these women uh, that he has their back. 
Um, not the way that you've seen on Hunter Biden's laptop, of course. Biden's have women in their different way there anyway. Um, no, he has their back. Don't you worry. Joe Biden with a clear, solid, concise message to the leftist, uh, to the unhappy, uh, screeching leftist women of America. Let's go. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> you hear that, ladies? Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. <laughs> and he goes on Seth Meyers' late night TV, and he's uh, allowed to talk about how Joe Joe Biden's allowed to talk about how Donald Trump can't remember things. Got it. Okay, great. Uh, the protection racket is collapsing. Joe Biden is proving that he cannot be helped. And I personally believe that in spite of everything, they know they can't, they are polling outside the margins of fraud and that there's nothing that they can do to stop what's about to happen in 2024. That we will overwhelm and flood and swamp the polls and that there's nothing that they can do. In fact, the closest people to Barack Obama, Barack, the little, little Obama bros as they're called, Obama's speechwriters, and Obama's top advisors are being told to go on TV and say this exact thing. What does that tell you? That tells me that Barack Obama's given up on his third term, that it's over. They've done their damage and they're gonna have to wait another round. That's what I think. Listen to this, Obama speechwriter John Favreau and former advisor Dan Pfeiffer, both big time Obama bros, uh, are on TV being like, dude, we're cooked, watch. One former Obama speechwriter saying, quote, he sounds more frail than he used to, while a former advisor admits, quote, there's a segment of voters who have decided Biden is too old for the job and can't do it. The top pollster in America, not saying the guy's right all the time, but the guy is certainly the pollster that is listened to by the corporate press, Nate Silver, saying, nope, there's just not, it's just not possible. Joe Biden is now polling below replacement level. The the win isn't possible from the data. And we're going to get into the data in just a second. Watch. I, uh, Joe Biden, you know, he has made it very clear. He's running. He's not dropping out. But Nate Silver, the guy from 538, the uh, highly esteemed pollster, essentially says that given the state of the race, let's go back to the state of the race, uh, Joe Biden would lose today to Donald Trump and lose significantly. And he said uh, he put out in his silver bulletin yesterday that Joe Biden is probably a below replacement level candidate. Think about that below replacement level candidate at this point, because Americans have a lot of extremely rational concerns about the prospects of a commander in chief who would be 86 years old by the end of his second term. It is entire reasonable to see this as disqualifying. It is also a reason for Democrats to be the adults in the room and acknowledge that someone who can't sit through a Super Bowl interview isn't someone the public can trust to have a physical and mental stamina to handle an international crisis, terrorist attack, or some other unforeseen threat when he'll be in his mid-80s. Mm. Well, it sounds like the message has gone out. I think the message has gone out that we don't have time or the ability to swap the candidate. We simply ha are going to have to suffer defeat here. So it's best for the rats to flee the ship. The people who've been 
uh, effusively defending Joe Biden have now begun to rip the bark off him. This is why Joe Biden's doing the late night TV specials. He doesn't want to do that. They don't want Joe Biden to do any interview. You saw how disastrous it was when Joe Biden did a Ryan Seacrest interview, for God's sake. They have to do it because they are desperate. It is now officially panic time. The New York Times is calling for Joe Biden to step down. I mean, there is no larger or brighter flashing red siren than that. Watch. I think Biden, as painful as this is, should find his way to stepping down as a hero, that the party should help him find his way to that, to being the thing that he said he would be in 2020, the bridge to the next generation of Democrats. And then I think Democrats should meet in August at the convention to do what political parties have done at conventions so many times before. Organize victory. Do what they've always done before. Organize victory. Hmm. Well, I mean, we'll see. We're going to be taking our show to the Democrat convention. Oh, yeah, that's right. We'll have our bulletproof vests in Chicago. But we're going to be going. It's going to be rowdy. We're going to be very, very excited about it. Corporate media turning on Joe, man. Look at this. I mean, this is the New York Post cover. Elderly man with a poor memory. This is what the New York Times looked like. Challenges of an aging president. Mr. President ditched the stealth about health questions. It's not if Joe Biden should step down, but when and how. Democrats can no longer stay silent about Biden. Look at these. Look at these articles from the New York Times. The Western Australian international humiliation, Joe Biden. Weekend at Biden's. This is what the uh, Aussies are saying about us. I typically don't care what foreign countries say about America, but this is just straight up funny. Like, well done. So, uh, glam rocker, uh, first lady, uh, was asked, Alice Cooper, <coughs> sorry, Jill Biden, um, was asked about Joe Biden's age last night and whether Joe Biden would take a cognitive test. Ooh, man. Um, these are really fun. So Jill Biden, uh, like the, the obvious question is take the cognitive exam show America you're healthy. You can always tell, you know, when something's infected or when something's wrong, like you press on it, it hurts. Ow, ow, ouch. This is the way we're designed. Watch Jill Biden's reaction here when asked about Biden's, about Joe's age and cognitive exam. Ow, ow. Watch her react. It like shows you exactly what hurts her because she knows she's complicit in elder abuse. And in one of the worst sins possible, which is the betrayal of your vows to your husband, not just Jill Biden's first husband, who she cheated on Joe Biden with when she was the babysitter for Joe. That, that's their story. I mean, the, the guy's still alive. You can go talk to him. We plan on doing that, actually. Um, but the betrayal of the vows to like protect him. Joe Biden should be in a home. Joe Biden should have 24-hour nursing care. And instead, Jill Biden, for her own grotesque desire, vampire-like desire for power, uh, is using him as a human meat puppet so that she can live in the White House and take a pair of scissors, cut the drapes at the White House, and turn them into dresses with her bedazzler. Here we go. Your husband is 81. At the end of the second term, he'd be 86. As his life partner of 46 years, is there a part of you that is Worried about his age and health? Can he do it? He can do it. And I see Joe every day. I see him out 
you know, traveling around this country, I see his vigor, I see his energy, I see his passion. Nikki Haley, one of the Republican candidates, is calling for mental competency tests for those politicians over the age of 75. What do you think about that? Ridiculous. Would your husband ever take one of those? I mean, we haven't even discussed. We would never even discuss something like that. You can't discuss it because the guy's always running to the little basket that you have to put the dirty depends in. And because when asked a question about what he ate last night by Ryan Seacrest on New Year's Eve, he goes, it's classified. An actual quote from Joe Biden at a recent event is brew beer here, brew beer erstwhile, the Great Lakes. A real quote from Joe Biden to a event with women celebrating child sacrifice is don't mess with women in America unless you want to get a benefit. And this is why Joe Biden can't actually have that question with Joe Biden because there's, well, no frontal cortex activity to actually respond. If you watch the way that Joe Biden acts with Jill Biden, and we've done breakdowns here at the White House, Joe Biden acts like a trained, what's a stupid dog? What's a dumb dog? Not a Labrador, like a dashend, like a dumb dog. Like a stupid dumb dog that's been beat into submission and is being yanked around by his battle axe owner. One final Jill Biden clip I got to play for you. It's really important. Jill Biden decided to take her message to the American people and decided to host a public event. You may not have heard about this, but it's very important. Um, Afghan hounds have the lowest IQ, producer ALX says. Okay, the Afghan hound is the lowest IQ dog dog breed. Maybe that maybe that explains what happened in Afghanistan. I don't know. Joe Biden, the Afghan hound of the presidency, saying free my, free my hounds, free my dogs. Don't know. Not sure. We'll have to investigate. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden, very important clip, got to show you. Instead of t- instead of listening to all these pesky interviews from the corporate media about Joe Biden taking a, co- a competency and cognitive test, Joe Biden decided to take her message to the American people. And Jill Biden uh like staged an event where people could show up and she could really explain to them what the state of America is and give them a message of hope. Okay. We have exclusive footage from that uh, here, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I mean, it's important. It's we want to tell you both sides. We want you to we want to be fair on the show. You get both sides of the story. All right. And we we thought Jill Biden deserved to. Well, we were very impressed by that event, quite frankly. And we thought that Joe Biden deserved a chance to tell her side of the story of elder abuse. Why are you committing elder abuse in plain sight? You should be locked up forever. Um, and visiting angels should take over Joe Biden's life. But here we are ladies and gentlemen. So as Joe Biden's being dragged around by his life alert um, in the White House by Jill, uh, we still continue to see complete and total decline uh, across 
well, all of Joe Biden's prospects as we jump here to the election update on our show, Trump leading Biden by a ton of points in every swing state election update. Let's go. It looks like the old Afghan hound is uh, not being treated very nicely by the Muslim populations of Michigan. Let's start here. 2024, Trump versus Biden in Michigan. The spread is five points. CNN has Trump winning Michigan by 10 points. Polling outside of the margin of fraud. Every poll has Trump leading Biden in Michigan. Again, this is what Nate Silver calls Trump polling above replacement level, meaning you couldn't replace Joe Biden on the ballot. Like there's no replacement for his voters. They're all gone. Swing state polls. Let's go, baby. Uh, The swing state polls. Trump up 10 in Nevada. This is from this morning. This is from time of show. Time of show. Trump up 10 in Nevada, nine in North Carolina, nine in Georgia, six in Arizona, five in Pennsylvania, Four in Wisconsin, three in Michigan. Some polls show Donald Trump, as we just uh, uh, as we just displayed, up ten in Michigan. This is Donald Trump winning a four hundred electoral vote victory on election night, electoral college vote victory. And a clip that we wanted to show you yesterday, um, but we <laughs> we 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 swung and we missed and we didn't get to it. Um, was the call for Donald Trump in South Carolina. This directly into my veins, okay? This is how quickly Donald Trump won South Carolina. The hosts on Fox News couldn't even get their names out before they had to call it for Trump. I love this clip so very much because it shows you the dominance and historic moment that we are living in. You've never seen a candidate get this many votes in South Carolina. You've never seen anybody get a call this fast in South Carolina. And Donald Trump, on election night, two nights ago, Fox News has to do a full turnover of their studios and a full turnover of their anchors and like move into the polls have closed like election night reporting. They can't they can't even they can't even get the lights on before they have to call for Trump. Go. It is 7 p.m. here on the East Coast and the polls are officially closed in the state of South Carolina. Good evening. I'm Brett Baer. And good evening, everybody. I'm Martha McCallum, live here at Fox News headquarters in New York for our special coverage of the South Carolina Republican primary. And the Fox News decision desk can now project that former President Donald Trump will win the state's GOP primary. Trump now has three times as many delegates as former Governor Nikki Haley. And then with these tonight, he could add up to 50 more. Not a lot of suspense tonight. Uh, Not a lot. Ellie could not convert her hometown advantage into a win. She told supporters this week she was not dropping out of the race. South Carolina is the last of the early states with a significant number of delegates at the start. She couldn't even convert her hometown. I love that. I love that clip. The Fox News anchor. Hi, I'm Brett. Sorry, we just called for Donald Trump. Sorry, that was fast. Bamberg, South Carolina voted for 30 points for Donald Trump. That's where Nikki Haley's uh, like from. She's born there. She's literally born there. She's born in Bamberg Hospital. And here's how they voted, ladies and gentlemen. 30 points for Trump. 
Somebody's been calling this from a thousand yards, baby. Somebody who has been saying this will be happening, get on the train, let's roll, is Jack Posobiec, who is one of our favorite commentators and who's going to break down the current state of things in America right now. Welcome, Jack, to the show. Jack, you have been saying it's happening, and here we are. Benny, it's it's 100% happening. Here we are. And, and what's really interesting in this primary is this is actually sort of a non-primary that's going on. It's almost an anti-primary that we're looking at now in 2024, because what's very interesting, and if you watch those clips, for me, it wasn't interesting so much to see that President Trump won South Carolina. We knew that was going to happen. But what's really interesting, potentially even sinister, if you actually consider the implications of it, are the Nikki Haley clips at her speech on the night of the primary, which are eerily similar to her speech clips on the night of the New Hampshire primary, because her crowd is cheering. Her crowd is ebullient. Her crowd is urging her to continue on when she lost by 20, 30 points, including, as you say, her own home county. What is the purpose of the Nikki Haley primary then? Why are millions of dollars, she's incredibly well-funded. Why is there an incredibly well-funded campaign behind Nikki Haley where she seems to have plenty of money rolling in, we know already from Democrats, from the Koch network who only recently pulled out of her, but has been funding her uh, to a very high clip up hitherto this performance. And then including Wall Street, as well as uh, Silicon Valley billionaires such as Reed Hoffman, another member, by the way, of the former PayPal mafia. This is where Elon and Peter Thiel and Reed Hoffman all go back to that sort of elusive PayPal mafia of the late 1990s. And it's very interesting how all of those figures still play a role in our politics today, particularly the fact they're all Gen Xers, they're all on board. That's an entirely separate conversation. But the idea actually here is that Nikki Haley is not running a primary campaign. Nikki Haley is running a sabotage operation whereby in she's she's asking Democrats, she's asking left wingers, Green Party types to come into the Republican Party. This has never been done on such a scale before. This has been done at Rush Limbaugh used to joke about this back in 2008 in those primaries, Hillary versus Obama. This no. What we're seeing here is a concerted effort to actually dirty up the Republican voter rolls uh, on a mass scale that we're seeing state after state after state. That's number one. Then number two, a concerted effort to sabotage President Trump with a uh, with a sabotage candidate going into the 2024 election. And number three, we're now hearing this reported that Nikki Haley is potentially being considered as a candidate on the no labels party, which is a separate sort of third party entity that's in search of a candidate. They're now potentially going to throw their weight behind Nikki Haley. So what you're saying here is that this entire operation is a cloak and dagger sabotage operation funded by Democrats, voted for by Democrats, and Nikki Haley has the policies of Democrats as she fetishizes Hillary Clinton, one of her political heroes. 
I'm a woman of my word, she said at the speech the other night. People must understand, you've got my tweet up there from uh, a couple of weeks ago. She's not running to win. She's not running to win a campaign. She's not running to win a nomination. She is running to be a blunt force instrument in a series of blunt force instruments that Donald Trump is having to run into on his way back to recovering the presidency. Look, the Democrats, the regime, the media, people have to have to get around this idea of it's left versus right, blue versus red. This is up versus down. Okay, this really is the elites versus the people. And they will take anyone, be it Nikki Haley, who's just sort of this hologram, you can pay her to say whatever she wants to say, and she'll say it. Um, Tucker Carlson has said that many times, that she is an instrument of the regime, and we must understand her as such. Yes. So I do believe the up versus down paradigm here. And what we're looking at across the country is now you are beginning to see what all of us in a very grim and macabre way have been predicting for a very long time. You would see a mass surge of criminal alien we do not use the word migrant on this program, criminal, alien, murders, and violent crime because there, of course, are practices to empty jails and to empty uh, the criminal element of other nations and then ship them to America. And then, of course, just on the face level, the first thing you do is you break the rule. The first thing you do is you break the law when you enter the country. Uh, what motivation is there to continue following the law? I mean, you're already here, right? And so you see Lake and Riley, getting murdered, uh, a Georgia nursing student. Um, you're seeing now on the tail end of that, like dozens of different stories dropping about criminal aliens committing murders, crimes, attacking cops, uh, and then being not deported, but simply being reshuffled throughout the country. Uh, can you talk me through about the strategy? Uh, and at what point, at what point does this backfire? Because what it looks like right now is this is a capture and kill situation where the corporate media is like, won't say that it's a criminal alien that's here doing these murders. Like the corporate media is going into overdrive to try and either not report on these issues or to not ta tell you the full story, which is that these people are on the streets because of Joe Biden, and the Democrat Party. Yeah, that's right. There's two pieces here. And, and you're seeing, again, the union, quite frankly, an alliance between the corporate America as well as the Democrat left. Now, prior to 2016, most people would consider these to be enemies. People would say, well, corporate America, that's that's big business. That's the Republicans. Uh, they would never go in with Democrats. Democrats are the workers. And this was the prior, you know, sort of paradigm prior to 2016. Uh, George Bush and the Bush family controlled the Republican Party and the Clintons and the Obamas by and large controlled the Democrat Party. Um, and so you saw you saw this conflagration where actually it turned out that even though both of those parties, both of those dynasties controlled both parties, you had a situation where it was really only issues on the periphery that were ever allowed to be debated in the public square. If anything got in touch with the money, if anything touched migration, if anything touched illegal immigration or the borders, it was quickly shunted aside or it was quickly pivoted against. Uh, this was something where uh, George W. Bush had once campaigned on having a border barrier, border friends never put into place, never came to fruition. Democrats kind of paid lip service to it. This is going back to like 2005, 2006. It never happened. And then all of a sudden along came Donald Trump 
And he targeted this issue because he saw that even back in 2015, that this illegal alien problem was becoming a 50 state issue, getting to the point where now it has bubbled over to such an advanced degree that people can't hide it anymore. Uh, you also have the situation where, because, thanks to Elon Musk, thanks to people uh, who are in his orbit, like uh, David Sachs and others, who have all allowed Twitter, now X, to become a place for as a bastion of free speech, the only one truly left to us uh, in America and really anywhere in the world, that we can finally share this story out and share this information out. And that, I guarantee you, is actually what's driving this on and driving this forward in this country. That's why you're seeing a 10-point swing, Benny, from the uh, from people being interested or concerned about illegal immigration to where it is now is now the number one issue facing Americans in this country in the 2024 election. It is not the specter of climate change that we are told could potentially happen in 30, 40, 50 or 500 years at some point. Uh, it is not the specter of something that might happen where they say, oh, Donald Trump is very dangerous for democracy or something like that. No, it is instead something that is unfortunately happening in every single state of our nation. Just before I came on the show, uh, your readers are probably and your viewers are probably checking this one already. It's going viral. A 13 year old girl, it's reported, was raped by an illegal alien down in Virginia, an illegal alien who should never have been here at 13. Or this is, so now we've got pedophiles. You've got pedophiles coming across and people will remember that this is exactly this is exactly what President Trump stated in his first ever political speech, in his first ever argument with Don Lemon the day after when he went on CNN, he was talking about the fact that they were sexually assaulting women and girls while coming across the border, that these were the types of people that were coming in. We know that. And by the way, a lot of these countries, if you don't talk about this, there is a middle class, right? In parts of like El Salvador, for example, this is this is who elected Bukele. There's a middle class in parts of, uh, of Mexico is a huge middle class in all of these countries. Those are the people who are coming across. The people who are coming across are the people who are either too poor or the people who are criminals. And by the way, if you are a criminal and you're trying to get out of your country or you're trying to escape Bukele's justice, then of course you're going to try to come across our border. That's why it's incumbent upon us to actually move down and thank God we have people like uh, Greg Abbott. Thank God. I believe President Trump, by the way, is also going to be going down to Eagle Pass to be yes. there with Greg Abbott to understand what's going on and view it for himself. Look, this is this is the issue of our time. And if we are going to do this, we must face it steely eyed and we must understand that hard things must be done. We know that seven million have come across since the beginning of the Biden administration. They must go back. The 7.3 must go back. And then we have to go to the next level and find however many else are still here. They all have to go back. I'm sorry. They all have to go back. Every single one of them must be returned. Because remember, as you say, they are not migrants and they're not, by the way, undocumented. You notice they don't use the word undocumented anymore because they are with documents. They are citizens of foreign countries. And it is our job and it should be the job of the United States military, the sovereign and the United States, I should say, government, authority, whichever entity is designated by the president, it is the duty of the sovereign to return those foreign citizens to their home countries. It needs to be repeated again and again. And as you mentioned, Joe Biden will be visiting the border the same day that Donald Trump will be visiting the border. I don't know if that was pre-planned, but it's a genius move, I think, by Trump. And Joe, it will, of course, put in stark relief the fact that Joe Biden has never visited the border, to, to my understanding. Is that correct, Jack? Like there's no, Joe Biden has never physically visited the border. 
Yes. He may have mentally visited the border of sanity. Um, I've heard that he's been told I've heard he's going to be in three states today. That's unconsciousness, semi-consciousness and confusion. Uh, whether or not he will mentally be president, of course, is uh, is up to date. Yeah, I hope that reporters I mean, yesterday he's like licking an ice cream cone and everyone's screaming about Gaza. But like, guys, like there's actual terrorism going on here in the country. I'll read you the headline. Murdered Georgia nursing student Lakin Riley suffered disfigured skull after being beaten to death, blunt force trauma by illegal criminal alien from Venezuela who had already been arrested multiple times and released by Democrats. The blood is on the hands of the Democrat Party here. By the way, not just Democrats, but as a matter of fact, because it was New York and we're, we're trying to track down, I, I don't have this 100% down yet, but it actually looks like the person who released, uh, or at least didn't fight to detain um, this this illegal was in fact D.A. Alvin Bragg or officials from no his office. Way. Yes, that's really? right. The same Alvin, this New York City, the same Alvin Bragg, uh, who is of course attempting and, and potentially will be seating a jury against President Trump in just one month's time. Incredible. The, the, that, 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 of course, that, that stands to perfect reason. It would have to be his office if this was New York. Alvin Bragg just caught a case for releasing all of the criminal aliens that attacked a NYPD cop on camera. I mean, they're doing it on camera, right? And will there ever be any ramifications? Will there ever be any consequences for Alvin Bragg? Well, in a just country, there will be. In fact, Bukele came here to, uh, I was at CPAC with him a couple of days ago, and he said specifically that one of the things that he did in his country to fight back against the rise of criminality and the control of El Salvador by gangs was not to just go after the gangs. He made it very clear. He said, you must go after the crooked prosecutors mm. and the crooked judges if you ever want to control the situation. And he went so far as to specifically name the individual, the very individual who has funded many of these crooked prosecutors here in the United States. He said that that uh, very same individual, a well-known Hungarian financier, uh, would hit a brick wall if he ever tried to get into El Salvador. Mm. Uh, Jack, you have hit a bit of a brick wall with Morning Joe. Morning Joe was very <laughs> triggered, very sad. Salt was flowing. Very unsettled, very unsettled. Salt was flowing on Morning Joe when they covered your CPAC speech, essentially saying what our currency and government buildings and founding documents say, which is that this is a nation uh, that is founded on the providence of God and man is here to serve God and to give glory to God and that without God, this nation fails. Donald, Tr Donald Trump is right now before the Supreme Court, like talking about they're attempting to rip his name off the ballot. You're not allowed to vote for him because we don't like him, right? And it's and totally normalized, by the way. It's we don't normal. even like, nope. we don't even, if, if this was Barack Obama, you know, and and we were trying to strip him off the ballot, the left would be out there in, by the way, burning Brett cities. Kavanaugh, the Brett Kavanaugh would be never, in the flames, in ashes. Brett Kavanaugh never touched a woman in, in, in the way that the left claimed. They never had any direct evidence of this whatsoever. And yes. yet you saw thousands, I remember these protests, thousands upon thousands of people screaming at the United States Senate chambers. They went after a United States Senator named Jeff Flake, who admittedly is a little bit beta. And so it wasn't hard to do this to him. They, they chased after him into an elevator, screaming at him. He thought that he was going to die, probably not. Um, but again, he's kind of a snowflake, so that's how it goes. 
uh, the left will take their marching orders and immediately surround buildings and start screaming. Meanwhile, the right, they're about to strip. They're about to strip our top candidate, the guy who, as, for all intents and purposes, is the presumptive nominee off the ballot. And you don't even see a single person there holding a sign. It's amazing. It's really amazing. It really is amazing. Where, like, where where are the marches for Lake and Riley? Like, but that, of like, course, these are like just these are. No, I'm, I'm actually like properly Jenny, justified. I'm just going to say it. I, I I hate to say this. Like, no, no we, we like to say no black pilling out there. You just went through the uh, the Michigan numbers, which are great. Trump's, by the way, up in Maine in a new poll, which is which is like insane to me. Um, so Trump being above Biden in Maine says no black pilling. But I will say this. You will see. I guarantee you, you will see people coming out in relation to this Lake and Riley case and saying, this does not mean that we should stop accepting illegals, that this means that we should be careful. Remember, remember, uh, it was Molly Tippett's father who said, uh, who said these, these illegals are just Americans with better food. Um, well, I gotta say dangerous times out there. People gotta be, people gotta tighten up and you people just gotta take wake things, up. can't take things for granted. It is actually like it is actually it is actually a horror, like a, a scary world that is being created. I personally believe that these people don't want the world to continue. They actually want the destruction, and the devastation that they're causing. And that is all by design. And if there's somebody who's been seeing that for quite a while, it is Jack Posobiec. You must follow Jack on X. Ladies and gentlemen, pop up Jack's account here. Two point four million people can't be wrong. <laughs> and of course, catch him on his show on uh, Real America's Voice. Appreciate it, Benny. God bless. And I think you're 100% right. People must remember the cross. Remember the cross. Remember the crucifixion. Remember, we're coming very close to great uh, to Good Friday. We're coming very close to Easter Sunday. We must remember the cross. Christ without the cross is nothing. The cross is everything and Easter is everything. You must walk through the fire. You must understand the victory over sin, the victory over the demonic, the victory over hell itself to attain salvation. That is the message of Easter Sunday. Yes. Say it. Say it. God bless you, Jack. God bless, man. What a uh, what a wonderful way to segue into our verse of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we always uh, provide a verse of the day. We always attempt to provide spiritual uplifting because, well, <laughs> you, we do not fight battles of flesh and blood. We fight spiritual battles on this program. And, well, we must fight with spiritual weapons. So our verse of the day, ladies and gentlemen, from Romans 8, 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Perfect little verse there. Don't be concerned about fighting wars that are actual spiritual wars. These are spiritual wars that we face. These are spiritual battles that we face. I mean, a horrifying message from the, a horrifying story from this morning. Don Jr. got white powder sent to his home. Uh, to our understanding, and we've communicated with Don, um, not like everyone's okay. This is where Don Jr.'s five children lived. And he opens up a package with not only uh, death threats to him and his family, but white powder, hazmat team and everything has to come there and clear the place out. To our knowledge, um, nobody has been hurt. But these are the spirit, this is the spiritual warfare. 
This is the spiritual warfare that we are facing. There's a dangerous and evil time that we live in. Salvation is obviously something that can be attained, however, through the power of Christ. The power of Christ is a very, um, well, is a, a very important force in the foundations of America and always has been. Uh, the power of Christ is something that has changed the direction of this country before and has brought us back from the cliff, from the edges of the abyss. It is why we are very excited about a brand new movie from our friends at Angel Studios. You probably know Angel Studios from The Chosen. Um, uh, uh, sorry, what what's the movie from what's the movie from last summer? Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Correction. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Sound of Freedom, The Chosen. And a number of other just absolutely profound uh, performances. Angel Studios has a brand new movie out. And it will be in theaters on March 8th. It's called Cabrini. Uh, we are proud to partner with Angel Studios. And we think that this movie, which we were able to have screened uh, in our studio uh, by some of the founders of Angel Studios, um, is profound and is very important. And tells a story that is uh, remarkable about the foundations of this nation and about God's work here in America. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, movie. We encourage you to go see it. Cabrini, uh, the first American to receive sainthood uh, by the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, again, cannot encourage you enough to go see it in theaters. It's your boy, Benny. This is The Benny Show. Marching right alongside you, let's go save America.